Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Just drilled him with a right hand. It missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print service to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. to open up today's show. Welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer, with you, uh, along with uh, Reed Wilkins, uh, at least for the first half hour of Oilers Now. What a show we have coming up. Oilers Now in Vancouver at the Chorus Studios, brought to you by our friends from Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from digitex.ca. E-commerce store, no need to spend valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is at digitex.ca. Digitex, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology software, IT, and supplies. Um, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Louis DeBrus joining us today at 1235 from NHL Hockey on Rogers. At 105, Brian Burke, uh, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar at 1.30, before he does his main media avail, the uh, general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Hall, in a sit-down 20-minute conversation coming up. Uh, we're going to bring Reed Wilkins in. There has been a developing story, and uh, that involves 
The Edmonton Oilers have uh, made uh, maybe the worst scout secret in town, uh, and that is the fact that uh, Jim Playfair is officially the associate coach of the hockey team. We'll bring Reed Wilkins in at this time. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, look, uh, hockey, it's uh, who you know, obviously, is a part of it, and, and Playfair and Tippett have worked together before 2011 to 2017 with the Phoenix slash Arizona Coyotes, so obviously Playfair's name was out there uh, for a long time as somebody who might be joining the Oilers staff. So that is uh, that is made official today. So I guess you got uh, Tippett as the head coach, Playfair an associate coach, and uh, Glenn Gulletson as assistant coach. So still one more spot uh, on the coaching staff to come. But uh, Playfair uh, is indeed confirmed as an associate today. So, uh, I mean, look, we're going through, well, I guess we saw... About a year ago, we saw whole changes to the assistants. And then obviously we saw the head coach changed during the season. And uh, now we're seeing, uh, well, I guess three quarters of, of the staff that finished the season. If you know, we kind of knew Hitch probably wasn't going to be back. Yeah. But uh, obviously Yanni and uh, Yanni and Viveros have moved on. And we'll see whether or not Manny Viveros ends up. Uh, I know there's a couple Eastern Conference teams that are in on him. Um, you know, Ottawa Senators certainly make sense, and that rumor's been out there for a couple of weeks. This is Oilers now. Um, again, we're going to continue to work on things here over the course of the next uh, half hour. There's a chance. Um, a chance that uh, we'll be get Jim Playfair on today. He's expected to speak at an availability that's going to take place 3 o'clock Edmonton time. Outside chance we get him on at uh, 12.15. So we'll wait and see on that front. Very quickly, we are going to tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. They're getting bigger and better at the River Cree this month, and their main casino floor becomes 100% smoke-free. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line out of Fort Saskatchewan. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can reach me personally, Bob underscore Stafford. Dayton Abbott's back in the studios at 630 Chad. Uh, Reed Wilkins is here with me from Inside Sports. And uh, we are quickly going to go into our Oilers Now audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Reed, you uh, you played this clip last night. Uh, we're going to play the entire Ken Holland interview coming up today at 1.35 Edmonton time. Again, it's 20 minutes, but we're going to get to a clip on Yessa Polyar of yesterday, Marcus Leto telling Mark Spector from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet that uh, uh, Polyarvi will be playing for either another NHL team or in Europe, and uh, I broached that subject with Ken Holland uh, late yesterday afternoon, and he had these comments. You know, I talked to Marcus within a week after I got the job in, in, in Edmonton, and certainly he told me that at that point in time that uh, Jesse's would prefer new scenery. I did speak to Jesse face-to-face last week in, in um in Edmonton, he was in town for a week uh, with his rehab, and um, I enjoyed our conversation. And I talked to Marcus again this morning, and certainly he, he said the same thing. So, uh, you know, I'm not trading anybody because they want to be traded, but if we can find something that works for everybody, I'll look at it. And if not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not. I'm not going to do something unless I feel really good about uh, it's in the best interest of the Edmonton Oilers. All right. 
right, so that's uh, Ken Holland, and uh, I know that you put the tweet out on that as well, and it got a lot of response uh, out there on Twitter last night. Uh, here's here's what happened, everybody. On February the 15th, uh, Marcus Leto uh, met with uh, Keith Gretzky, the acting uh, general manager at that time, and Bob Nicholson. Uh, it was in uh, Carolina when Edmonton was uh, down on uh, a road trip, and uh, Miko Koskinen, yes, Apoliarvi were also there because I was there too, and uh, I walked back to the hotel um, with Koskinen, and uh, Leto uh, went ahead and had his conversation with uh, Keith and uh, and Bob Nicholson, and I, I think that. Uh, you know, uh, Leto is a, an agent that represents a lot of players around the league. He's got Sebastian all of the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, from that point forward, we discussed one of three options. And those options were a trade. Um, Paul Yarby coming in with the new general manager and the new head coach and uh, earning his spot and earning his ice time not being given to him. Or conversely, he plays over Europe. It's important if he does play over Europe, uh, yes, the Paul Yarby, the owners would obviously qualify him. He's a restricted free agent, but he would not be on Edmonton's 50-man roster. So that would theoretically open up a spot for another, say, million-dollar free agent or something like that. Reed, give me your quick uh, synopsis of the situation with uh with Yessa Pugliarvi. Well, I, what what strikes me as a little strange here, Bob, and, and as we talked about yesterday, I, I don't think this player was handled well by the Oilers, especially in that in that first year. I also, you know, don't know if Pugliarvi has, has taken enough personal strides to, to, to really figure out how to be like a, a solid pro and take steps down that path. So I think there's a bit of a mixture there. What I really find surprising is that there's a new general manager and a new head coach. And a lot, in that situation, a lot of players and agents will say, okay, it's a fresh start. Let, let's, not, let's not join that camp where you have it on your resume that you, know, you asked for a trade, that you really wanted out of an organization. So that, that's what kind of makes me raise my eyebrows here is that despite new faces in two, you know, the two key off-ice positions in terms of dealing with players, the GM and the coach, that the agent is still coming and saying, no, 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 like my player doesn't, does not want to be here. He, he, he wants out. So I don't know if there's, you know, more to being an oiler or being in Edmonton that, that is upsetting to the agent and, and Pugliarvi maybe than just what's, what's gone on. I mean, you, you wonder what else could be happening possibly behind the scenes that is, has driven it to this point. Okay, uh, I will uh, tell you that uh, of note, um, I just want to get back to some numbers that I, you know, was able to, I mean, with Yessa Pogliarvi, it's interesting here. Uh, he went through a stretch, 21 games upon his recall, uh, two years ago at the start of the 2017-18 regular season. So that uh, was coming off the Oilers playoff year. He had nine goals and 12 points in his first 21 games. In his last 90 games, Yessa Pogliarvi has just seven goals. Like that is replacement fourth line numbers. It has to be better than that. It hasn't. Uh... Well, that's that's the thing, Bob. I mean, who is he? When, when you see him play well, he he can make some nifty plays with the puck. But I, I and, and here's the thing. I I don't know if this is some of this is him, and probably some of this is how he's been coached and and the direction he got from the organization. But if you're a younger player and and you're struggling, you want to put him into a position to succeed. And I think, okay, there there might be half a dozen things Jesse Puliarvi or any player needs to work on. Well, I think when you're when you're young, okay, pick one and and work on that and become good at that, and then at least you're that guy. 
at least you have that in, in your toolbox to fall back on. And, that, and that's, I mean, how would you define Jesse Puliarvi? Playmaker, shooter, checker? You know, like, like what, what, what is he exactly? And, and how is he impacting a game positively, even if the goals aren't going in? And, and I still it stopped happening. This and, year. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I can't answer that question myself. I, I don't know if Puliarvi could answer that himself. And again, that's not all on him because I don't know if he was ever kind of concretely. Here's what I think happened. Given that, given that. You know what I think happened here, Reed? I think that Peter Shirelli, as general manager, um, made some arrangements. Okay? Made some arrangements with Marcus Leto, who, by the way, I incorrectly stated that Sebastian Ajo was one of his players. He is not. Jerry Johansson out of Edmonton's got Ajo. But I, I, I believe that there were some conditions upon Pogliarvi coming over. In and, year one. You're talking year one. No, I'm talking all the way. I think that there was a condition this year that he would play under five games to the minors when he went down this year. He played four. I believe that occurred. Okay? And I don't think something has been... I mean, let's face it. When we were at the 2016 combine in Buffalo, yes, it suffered a little bit of a tweak at the combine. And the fact that the Columbus Blue Jackets, now they wanted a center. And we've seen teams step up and take centers. Barrett Hayton, you saw the Arizona Coyotes last year step up and take him at five. Uh, Kanyemi, the Canadians stepped up and took him at three. But, you know, Columbus, a Finnish general manager with a Finnish head amateur scout. Billy Siren was their head amateur scout at that time. Obviously, uh, Jarmo Kakalainen was the general manager. They passed on Paul Yarby. And we know, if we're going to talk to Brian Burke here, we know for a fact the Calgary Flames were trying to get that fourth overall pick at one stage. And the belief was they were looking at Paul Yarby. And I do not believe it a second that Peter Shirelli and his staff at that time, 2016, this is before Keith Gretzky got here, were seriously considering Matthew Kachuk. And for our Calgary Flames listeners, uh, Chris Knobloch, who coached against Kachuk and lost that year in the playoffs, said, and I quote, you guys are crazy if you don't strongly consider him a number four mm-hmm. because he is a player. He brings it every shift. You know, he's skating around on a broken ankle and we couldn't stop him. Now, this was in 2016, obviously. McDavid had left Erie at that point, but they still had Strom and they still had to bring it. Um, so there was a reason why he fell to that spot. We've all tried to be really patient with him. Some of us more so than others. And, you know, if there were a couple of media guys in town that uh, are privy to broadcast conversations, they would know what we're talking about in terms of the traveling entourage with the Oilers. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, it just, this, and I'm, I'm sensing, Reed, that what we are seeing here is we're seeing a market kind of, uh, a percentage of the market get behind the... I, I'd like to know what people think. Texas at 630-630, what sort of response did you get last night from the fans? Uh, honestly, the the majority of it was, you know, fine. If he doesn't want to play here, let him go. Let, let him go play in Europe or, or, yeah. or get him off. But, but I mean, that was the, that was the majority. But, I mean... It, it, so, I'd like... There was... So, Texas on a Heartland Ford text line. Like, I mean, to me, it's, it's kind of interesting because I think a year and a half ago, a lot of people are like, hey, the order's got to do everything possible to put the player in a position to succeed and I think a year and a half later we're, we're kind of like okay there should have been more traction than this yes and again what what else is what else is happening that the agent is saying now despite the new coach who hopefully would approach him differently and the new GM who would approach him what what else is potentially happening 
that they're at the point where just like no, like he he can't be an Oiler. He's he's not ever playing in Edmonton again. Like that's that was a very definite statement he made to to Spec yesterday. I I, I just. I, you know, I want. I hope. I hope wherever he goes, it turns out. I, I just don't know how. Uh, I mean, while Holland said in that clip, he's not going to make a deal just for the sake of making a deal, and you're not dealing from much of a position of strength here. And I, and I know you followed up and, and asked him too, and you're you're going to hear that later. Did you find something? Well, how did you word it? A similar th- sort of player coming back, right, or who might be in a similar situation? Right. And Holland said, "Well." Not necessarily. Basically, he said it's, I mean, it's going right, so, to feel right. So let's let's quit screwing around here. Let's give people some real names. You know, people suggested. What about Alex Nylander from the Buffalo Sabers, eighth overall pick in that draft year? He has not gained any traction. Others have suggested. What about and what I mean by traction is established themselves as NHL players. What about Julian Gauthier, uh from the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, a, a mid-range for mid-round first-round pick. 27 goals this past year. So there's a couple guys that are like-minded prospects that maybe haven't grabbed it yet. And Paul Yarby might be seen as having a higher ceiling than those guys. And then there's the a little bit more established players, Andre Burakovsky. Now, I will tell you point blank yesterday that the Washington Capitals and the Edmonton Oilers are in the same hotel together. They are bumping into each other maybe literally before interviews are being done. So figure out what I'm saying there. But, uh, you know, does Andre... So the Caps have a little bit of a cap crunch. Does Burakovsky, who's a $3 million cap hit this past year, is he, can you get him for, uh, yes, Poliarvi? I don't know if you can. I don't know if you would want to, uh, but he's a guy that played with Connor McDavid. He lost some traction as a player. I don't think I'd trade him for Connor Brown as an example from Toronto. Somebody said, well, what about Jack Roslovic? But given that the Winnipeg Jets have another Finnish prospect coming, Christian Veselainen, and they've already got Patrick Line, I don't know if they want another. I mean, would they do Roslovic? I don't know if they would do that. I mean, that, that that would be an intriguing decision for to me. With Hayes not resigning, I think Roslovic's going to see increased playing time with the Jets. But well, so there's some names. But if I, but again, if I'm another GM, I don't know what I'm getting in Puliyarvi. Right. I, I I I'm sure I can go back to the information I had on him leading into the draft and think, okay, here's this guy that probably most teams had top three, top four, top five, but you haven't seen that really at all. As 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 an NHL player, very very brief. You know what? Here's I got. I think he calls you, Bobby. Is a caller, Jared. He calls Inside Sports regularly. He said the best game Puliyarvi played was in the preseason last year against the Winnipeg Jets, and even that came down to one play when he made that sure. fancy touch pass to McDavid to set him up the streak in and score. So here we are, three years into his pro career. And we're fawning over one play in one preseason game. As a like, that's not enough. That's the bottom line. Is so how can another GM say I'm going to give up of of even a semi valuable roster player for him? At well, this point? the only way you could is if you're in a cap crunch. If, if sure, if so, if it's a, it's a cap trade. But the, the Oilers are in a cap crunch. Yeah, and that's part of the. <laughs> so equation. are they going to take on three million dollars for a guy who's an RFA? Now, every year, Reed, we come here to the draft, and it's like, well, this is going to be the most exciting. It's like it's like The Bachelorette. You know, oh, it's going to be the most. Well, I don't watch that. You don't watch The Bachelorette, uh, the most dramatic rose ceremony of all time. It's going to be the most exciting draft. Maybe it will be. We've gone this whole 22 minutes plus without discussing uh, the picks. We are hearing the Vancouver Canucks are interested in Philip Broberg and now trying to jump up because they believe that the orders maybe have targeted him at number eight. Uh, Ken Holland saying yesterday in the interview that you'll hear later, best player.
player available. He's not tied to organizational need, despite the fact that we're now in a CBA world. Uh, well, the organizational need for the Oilers is everywhere. Sure. Right? And so if, if they get a player who's a good forward or a good defenseman in a couple of years, they, they need that. Broberg is really interesting to me. I mean, he's really been a late climber. And you look at all the, the mock drafts and the, the scouting companies who are not associated with I mean, he's anywhere from top seven to still in the high teens or 20s with yeah. some. So I, I would be like leery of that pick for the Oilers. And I know that if he plays to that potential, he's he's got the, the package of defensive skills or of defenseman skills that the Oilers need. But to me, that would feel like a reach at number eight, given some of the, the forwards that could be available. All right. It is 1124 in Edmonton. That's Reed Wilkins. Reed's got inside sports night. Uh, what time? Six to eight. Oh, okay. Six to eight mountain time. Same time. All right. Up <laughs> next, uh, when we come back in Oilers now, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, we're live at the Chorus Studios in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. We'll have NHL today with Dayton Abbott. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1226 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We are going to go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Get the hottest branded items for summer like blankets, camping chairs, coolers, outdoor games, and more at elite promotional marketing. And here is Dayton Abbott. That's right, Bob. Alex Edler and the Vancouver Canucks have agreed to a two-year contract extension worth $12 million, or $6 million per year. In 13 seasons with the Canucks, Edler has recorded the most points among defensemen in franchise history with 368 points. We learned yesterday that the NHL draft will return to Montreal in 2020. They last hosted the draft in 2009. The NHL awards also took place last night in Las Vegas with some notable names taking home the hardware, including Vesna winner Andre Vasilevsky from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Norris Trophy winner Mark Giordano from the Calgary Flames, as well as Calder Trophy winner Elias Pettersson from the Vancouver Canucks. And we also learned off the top of the hour that Jim Playfair will be an associate coach for the Edmonton Oilers. Back to you, Bob. All right, it's 1227 in Edmonton. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Belp. Louis DeBrus coming up at 1235 in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.